Thanks, Damo. Uh, this episode, though, it is just going to be Sam and me, Andy. Uh, we're going to be talking about Woody Allen's Midnight in Paris, the 2011 film. Um, and I'll just give you a quick synopsis. This is my choice for, for this week's podcast. Um, and it's a very short synopsis because the film is very simplistic in this sense. So while on a trip to Paris with his fiance's family, a nostalgic screenwriter finds himself mysteriously going back to the 1920s every day at midnight. So, Sam, what do you think? So it's, in, it's interesting. I, this is one of those films that has kind of been in my... I just uh, in in my kind of my my mind for for quite a while. I, I remember listening to reviews on it and thinking it sounded interesting. I think it was interesting taking sort of Woody Allen kind of a bit more art house and then having Owen Wilson as a lead, uh, someone that's very mainstream, very I wouldn't say blockbuster, more kind of just your kind of easygoing, switch yeah. off your your brain comedy. Um, but I'd heard good things. Um, but I had in my mind, and I'm not going to give away my, my, my final thoughts on this. I had in my mind, there was just something about it that maybe wouldn't quite click with me in the terms of, would it be a bit too arty for my tastes? I don't know. Um, and I guess maybe it'd be interesting to talk about the opening, um, seems we're starting off kick off with the opening shots. And I'll be honest with you, that put me a little bit, um, I don't know, on edge because it was, I guess it was interesting. It was, it was shot very much like the, uh, the, the Paris uh, tourist board were, were getting like literally the iconic shots of, of Paris <laughs> out there. I felt like, I felt like on one hand I thought, Oh, if he's trying to be ironic and be kind of like, yeah, this is what everyone thinks of Paris. Then I was like, okay, you're doing a good job. And then I was more and more, I was thinking, I don't think this is supposed to be ironic. And I guess, the only thing I would probably say starting off from that is I have been to Paris and for one reason or another, I don't know. It's not somewhere that I particularly have a, I don't know, a romance about. I, I don't, don't share the same kind of things other people, but okay. what, what were your thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> so I completely agree with you with that opening sequence. Um, it is, I'm trying to think back. So I watched this at the cinema in 2011 for the first time and I loved it so much. I went back um, to watch it. The, the night after as well um and I'll, I'll go into more on that in a, in a moment but i think that the kind of you you've hit the nail on the head that opening sequence is um it's like it's made for children it's so mm. it's it hits every like i think you said just said this it hits every stereotype that you associate with paris now i've never actually been to paris i've driven through it three times but i've never actually stopped and enjoyed paris so I don't know if I'm if I have that that feeling about it, but even watching it, having not been to Paris, I recognise that that's not Paris. That those are mm. just stereotypes that we see. But have you ever seen any any of Woody Allen's other films that are? They're, they're quite no, strange. but is is this something that is kind of part of his style? If so, if I'm watching, I don't know, films that he's set in New York, are we going to? Is that the kind of thing you would expect to see? I think so. Um, I think uh, he certainly has a style, and I think this film fits that style almost to a T. Um, you know, this is the epitome of Woody Allen's filmmaking, in my opinion. Um, and, you know, some people love it, some people hate it, and I think it is a, um, 
I, I have to say, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of Woody Allen. Um, I do find his work laborious to watch. I think it's, um, uh, this sounds like a really stupid thing to say, but I think too much thought goes yeah. into it sometimes. I think there's mm -hmm. almost uh, an element of uh, overthinking things, uh, but, yeah. but it appears as through the elements that it's been underthought. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm talking nonsense, but I, I don't know. I just, yeah, yeah. I don't know. But I think that watching this, I, I, although it is the epitome of a Woody Allen film, I did very quickly forget that this was a Woody Allen film. Once we're into the narrative, especially once um, Owen Wilson started on his journey, it, it, yeah. it felt a lot more natural and, and less arty. And I think there's something that you could say about, I think obviously Owen, Owen Wilson's, his kind of character arc, his journey is that, that, that Paris, in, Paris in the twenties is, is literally the ideal and there'll be nothing better. And obviously he goes on a journey in relation to that. And we kind of, his, his kind of, his sort of floor is kind of broken down. Mm. Um, and although spoiler alert, he does end up staying in, in Paris, uh, as far as we know, um, it's not for, it's not for the reasons that maybe you would have thought at the, the beginning of the film, I don't think. Um, and so maybe there is something in that opening montage of kind of, maybe this is how he sees it. And there's almost, um, there's almost that kind of like golden tinge to most of the shots, um, which does, did give you that, that view of, the, of, of him having these kind of like, uh, I was going to say rose tinted spectacles doesn't really fit in terms of the colors, but <laughs> you know what I mean? What you mean? We're, we're, exactly. we're looking at it from his side. Yeah. Yeah, have you seen um, The Great Gatsby, the um, the film of Leonardo DiCaprio? No, I haven't. No, so I, I think set during a very similar time period. I, I'm actually, I think some of the characters um, might may cross in that, but that does a very similar thing um, where you have this kind of, you know, they're making out as the 1920s as the golden era, and it is almost visually the golden era as well mm. as metaphorically and so you know I, I, they do a very similar thing in that yeah so let's talk about the uh, cast because i thinking back to 2011 the for me there were a few people who stood out in this in 2011 um but actually when i, I rewatched it the other day there are some characters in it that i went oh my god i didn't realize that was him and it's only later on that i've realized so nine years later i've realized that those people are in it so at the time, Owen Wilson, obviously, Rachel McAdams, who I really like. I didn't particularly like her in this, but I do like her as an actress. Um, Marion Cotillard, who I am borderline obsessed with. Um, <laughs> quite possibly one of the most beautiful women in the world. Um, and then Carla Brunei, who um, was the first lady of France, I think. Yeah. But an, Which, actor, again... an actress before that, though. Yeah, yeah. So those are the people who stood out the first time I watched it. And I remember, you know, at the time thinking, you know, oh, wow, okay, it's a pretty cool cast. Then when you go back and you look, this got Tom Hiddleston playing F. Scott um, Fitzgerald in it. Like, mm. that's, I did not recognize that the first time around. And he's actually brilliant. You've got Kathy Bates, who's playing Gertrude Stein, who's overseeing all these people who have been in the 20s. And she is just, I love Kathy Bates when she's in the office, in the American version of the office, love her, I think she's wonderful. Um, and then I'm just looking at my list here, there was a couple of other people. 
So one one that jumped out for me again, and uh, which crosses over with Tom Hiddleston in terms of uh, being uh, Marvel villains, is uh, Corey Stoll as um, uh, Hemingway. Um, I, yeah, and I, I quite I, I quite liked I quite liked him um, as well, and and also um, uh, well, Michael Sheen. Sorry, Michael. Yeah, Michael well, Sheen. Yeah, he's he, oh, he is he is so horrifically unlikable. It is just. <laughs> Just what everyone everyone knows a person like that, and if you don't, you might possibly be the Michael Sheen character. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I think that is that is the thing is that the I guess the performance. The, what I liked about some of the performances were the people that we really weren't supposed to like. You gradually just built up your level of intolerance to them as time went on. You kind of started off thinking oh, a bit annoying, but you know, and then by the end you're like, you're just, ah. Oh. So yeah, Michael Sheen's character. Also, um, I think um, uh, Rachel McAdams, like you kind of think, you know, he's this, um, uh, what, what was it? R Regina from, from Mean Girls. Not, not really. No, we're not going that far, but actually she's, not she's far, in the same, though. When, yeah, yeah. By the time we get to the end, and we're like, nah, you're just a piece of work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, I, he needs I remember very quickly when I was watching this, I didn't like her from the start, and my dislike for her just grew and grew and grew as we were as we were watching it. Um, but I think she did a, a relatively good job of that character. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I although it was a bit over the top, it was a bit that Woody Allen-esque characters, these kind of big, almost unbelievable characters. She was very good in that role. But I think you could say the same about Owen Wilson in that sense. Yeah, I, Owen Wilson is a bit of, I'm, I'm a bit kind of torn on him in this movie because I'm not a massive fan of Owen Wilson. Um, I've been practicing before we actually started off. I was practicing my Owen Wilson impression <laughs> which I've never done before, but I've always got this thing in my mind that it's so easy. And so I thought, actually, I'm going to give it a try. And I think it's, it's all you have to do is two words and it's just, and I'm going to see if I can do it and any, any good one, I'll probably get it wrong, but it's, Oh, Oh, wow. Oh, Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Just like kind of like if someone's like, you're kind of trying to be incredulous about, I don't know, the amount of, I don't know, uh, scratches on a car oh oh wow <laughs> i don't know i'm still trying to think of something mundane no um, i like it i like it i, I think you're absolutely yeah. right and it is i i think i wonder if that is owen wilson because mm. we, we've seen him in you know dozens of movies and i wonder if that is him he is the character he plays because mm. owen wilson although i actually think he's he's good at this i I think his character, I think, what am I trying to say? I think it's probably similar to what probably I said about um, Rough Diamonds, that I felt like I don't think Adam Sandler is a particularly good actor, but he, that role was the right role for him. There you go. And that, I think, yeah. and I'm pretty sure this was, re, I'm sure I've seen some trivia to say that this was rewritten with, at once Owen Wilson was cast with oh. him in mind, which... I think makes sense. I think initially, and, and maybe it's that I'm just playing into what the film wanted me to do, that I was starting to oh, I'd just be a bit annoyed with, uh, you know, a character that clearly has loads of stuff going for him that has like a Hollywood career. And then it's like, oh, where is me? I'm having an existential crisis in Paris. Yeah, yeah. But when he actually got into it and, you know, when he's confronted with this bizarre situation, 
some of the Owen Wilsonisms, the like yeah. confused look on his face. I was like, that is actually priceless. That's yeah. Ju- that, he clearly is a comedian, and yeah. he used that really well. I thought. I, I think he was perfectly cast for this. Um, I've seen Owen Wilson and stuff before, and I'm kind of a bit, you know, on the fence for him. He's he's all right. He's he's nothing special. But I felt like the the character that he is in all of those other films. This is the film that he deserved to be in. Um, and I was, I was, oh, I will ask you actually. Do you think that we could have we? Do you think they could have cast somebody else in that role who would have done a better job? Mm. At no point did I did I think whilst I was watching this th- that this isn't an Owen Wilson role. I I, I think if you had a, if you'd had any other actor, it would have been a very different um, a very different movie. I don't think they could have got away with a lot of the uh, sort of uh, I don't know his kind of internal dialogue out loud the way that Owen Wilson does it. Yeah. I think it is it is Owen Wilson's movie. Um, it's like it's almost like every every comedy actor gets their kind of their at least their one shot at doing something semi uh, uh, kind of mm, serious or or sort of quality kind of yeah. so to speak. And would you say this because I was looking at the genre of this and it, it comes across as a it's called a fantasy comedy drama. Do you think it's a comedy? I I think it has elements of comedy. I think there it, it's more sort of subtle um, yeah. and certainly probably I don't know wedding crashes or right. something like that. But um, yeah, I think that it was more just those those odd looks, the the kind of the the odd line here and there that that cropped up. Um, that that I, I think that's why it probably sits across a few different genres um, because it kind of borrows from from a few different sources. I certainly think. Um, when you get into the fact that and it, I, th- I think it's fair to say that it is a time travel movie it's not just about initially I thought this is going to be about him having some kind of it's going to be sort of magical realism he's having some kind of experience is it real is it not we never really tell I think it's very clear that the story is that he is traveling back in time um, that is actually happening um, as sort of and that's made kind of fairly concrete by the end um in quite a good bit of comedy i thought with right. the uh, private investigator finding himself <laughs> yeah. um in versailles or wherever it was but um yeah so so i think yeah i i, I think it, it is it's a bit of comedy it's a bit of it's a bit of a few different things that's my thought yeah no and no, i agree with you on that i i'm not sure i would put it into the comedy category i think i would put it further you know it's a in my opinion it's a fantasy romantic drama you know yeah, i think i think the romance in this is far more prevalent than the comedy mm. so, i think if you if you sold it to someone as as a, a kind of just said all oh, this good comedy that owen wilson's done they mm. would be probably disappointed i think um, yeah yeah um so in terms of the cast, then it is—it's a really eclectic cast. Yeah, we we have we have really well-known people. Not so. Oh, I was going to say not so well-known in 2011, but actually, most of these probably were fairly well-known. Um, but you know, we've got Adrian Brody in it too, playing Salvador Dali, and so you've got all of these really, and they're almost playing bit parts, aren't they? These characters. When we go back to the 1920s and we meet F. Scott Fitzgerald, Zelda Fitzgerald, Ernest Hemingway, Salvador Dali, Pablo Picasso, Hemingway, all these people. And the people playing those are relatively famous people. And it's almost like, I don't want to say it's a cameo because they're not cameos, but it is 
watching it back the other day, it really mm. felt um, it felt different to watching it the first time around, the first few times around, because I knew who these people were, and it felt more exciting i think actually knowing who these people were and so mm. there is that element i think of celebrity you know the fact tom hiddleston you know he's such a famous actor now and yeah. you know, what he's done over the last nine years his career has catapulted and so i think that is a really is an interesting thing and i wonder if that was part of the casting choice in 2011 um because you know, some of these people weren't as famous then as they are now. And I wonder if they kind of saw that trajectory going, right, when this film's played in 10 years time, people are going to recognise these people and that's going to be part of the draw. And yeah. Well, I think, I think with it being Woody Allen, and I, I mean, for me, like this is probably one of the only Woody Allen films I've seen. Maybe I'd probably say I've seen bits cobbled together from shots of other films. That's yeah. probably a crime on, on my behalf. But... <laughs> But I think probably for the cast, they if Woody Allen asks you to be in a movie, you drop everything and, and, and do it. And I think, again, certainly in the, the little bit of research that I did, there were, uh, apparently it's, the, 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 it's quite hard working with Woody Allen from the perspective of knowing whether you're doing a good job because he doesn't give positive feedback because his view is, I cast you. That basically, if I didn't think you could do it, I wouldn't have cast you. So don't expect me to kind of pat you on the back every day. Um, <laughs> so I, so I'd, I'd, ima I'd imagine that these guys are probably there thinking, wow, not, not is this like, for someone like, I guess, Tom Hiddleston at that time, it may well have been a make or break kind of career mm -hmm. situation. Who would know that he'd have the kind of trajectory that he has the, to be able to have a foot in both worlds of kind of the sort of art house or theater right. side of things. And then the blockbuster side of things. Um, but yeah, you've got some some really some really good um, some really yeah a really interesting ensemble which you I don't think you would be able to carry that if you didn't have someone like Woody Allen at the helm. Yeah, I think you're right. I'm just looking here about um, Tom Hiddleston actually, and so it was he first played Loki um, in in the film Thor in 2011. Okay, so that was so I guess that was a busy year for him, and so I wonder if that was a kind mm. of the the you know not an accident that he's in that role yeah um so the 1920s then and how it's visually presented to us does it look like something oh, in fact no let, before we go there let's talk about time travel because for me time travel i i oh, this is going to sound really weird coming from a 34 year old right but i regularly think about time travel i would love to be able to time travel probably have discussions or have thoughts a lot about um, what it's almost like um, it's almost like a religious belief that you you have to decide what your what version of time travel you are going to believe in um uh, so are you are we talking about um 
that you can go back and change things that then have effects in the future? Are we talking about different strands of parallel universes that, that separate out? Okay, so what what version do I do I believe? Is it possible to go back and kill people? Um, so yeah, it's again, this is probably where like demo is on. This is his like his his version of this is he's probably always thinking. Um, uh, so uh, <laughs> I don't know if that crosses over, but yeah, certainly it's not a. Uh, um, it makes sense uh, for, for that to um, to be in, in your mind uh, and, and think about. I mean, in 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 the sense of like, what would I do if I could travel? Right, and that's is that how you? Yeah, I, I think part of it is. Sorry, mate. I'm just going to pause us here for a minute. So I, I think that in terms of time travel, I love that idea that you could go back to this place, much like, and this is one of my guilty pleasures, was that TV show Goodnight Sweetheart. The fact that when you time travel as a single person, you can go back to a single point in time and you can exist in that point in time and actually influence that point in time. I really like that idea that you can swap back and forth. Um, and... I think the 1920s, this film does make it look really exciting and does make it look really cool. And part of me is like, oh my God, I would love to be able to do what he's done. Leave all of your kind of real world behind and go back to the 1920s and just exist in this time. Knowing all the things you know now, back then, mm. I think it would just be extraordinary. But what I thought was really nice and genuine about this was that obviously, you know, he's, he's he's in he's in paris thinking about his manuscripts and thinking about his writing so it kind of all adds up but what i liked about it is that you know he doesn't think oh how could i get rich quick you know how can i stop some you know disaster happening you know that th those kind of things that yeah maybe that would be a little bit more um uh what's the word altruistic to think i could maybe stop a second world war or something right but he just thinks Great, I'm going to get my I'm going to get my manuscript critiqued. I'm going to run back and, and get it. And I just thought that was so genuine. Actually, let's be let's be honest. You know, for me, it might be like I don't know, going back to '77 and getting to see Star Wars get made and, and I don't know, put a, put a, a screenplay in in, right. in George Lucas's hands or something like that. Right. And, and and actually, yeah, no, rather than rather than do all this crazy time cop stuff, it probably would just be. I just want to try and get someone to make my book a bit better or whatever. So, so I, I like that. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that just showed the kind of this genuine character that what, you know, Owen Wilson, he's not running around trying to save the world. He's just, he's just interested in, in you know, he was, it's almost like he was born in the wrong era. Hmm. And also the fact that he kind of teeters between, um, um, am I going insane? Right. And also, I'm going to 100% believe this because it's everything I want sort of thing. Um, so um, when I first watched this, it was 2011 when I first saw this film and I was working out in Colorado and I went to the cinema one night uh, and I can't remember what I went to see, but it had sold out. And so uh, the lady on the desk said, we've got another film called Midnight in Paris, Woody Allen's new film, do you want to go see that? And I thought, well, I'm here now. I may as well go and watch something, but I wasn't really that bothered about it. So I went to see it. I absolutely loved it. And I mean, there's something about this film and it's not the kind of film I would go to. This is not my go-to genre at all. There's something about this film that really fascinated me and really kind of drew me in. And I think that is the, um, 
the kind of the the pained artist who doesn't necessarily feel like he fits into the real world getting really positive recognition from this outstanding collective of artists and and people who work in in a kind of you know literature and art and what have you and i could really empathize with that now i'm nowhere near the, on the scale that owen wilson is in this film um but there was something that really spoke to me and so i loved it so much i gathered a load of my friends and we went to the cinema the following night to see it uh to, to mixed reviews some of them liked it some of them didn't um but this and this film has you know this is one of the films as, as a film teacher i would just give the dvd to kids and go watch this <laughs> and again to mix reviews some kids go back and go yeah i really liked it and other kids are like mm, no that was awful um so yeah I, I don't know it does hold a real kind of a personal probably of all mm. the films in the world it is for me it's the most personal um I could watch it over and over again. Um, part of it, I think, is Marion Cotillard is just fabulous. And I can, you know, if I, if I had the ability to time travel back to the 1920s and I met Adriana, I would fall in love with her in a heartbeat. <laughs> and I, th I thought that was, again, that was a, the, the romance between them was, 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 a real, was quite genuine in the sense that I like the fact that he he was completely honest with her um, mm -hmm. and um, he didn't hide, hide anything because there is that kind of view of like, okay, this is just some kind of weird hallucination so I can do what I want and there's no consequences. Mm -hmm. I think we, through the, the diary that we see later on, um, we kind of work out that that is not the, uh, that's not the case. There are kind of consequences to what's, what's happening. But, um, but I like the fact that, you know, he was you know, she didn't necessarily, it didn't come across that she felt used, that she was part of the process of him kind of working out who he was. They were both sort of confused people, um, uh, out of time people in their own, in their own way. I, I think that was probably something that, like you say, um, I probably don't have the same sort of kind of emotive sort of resonance uh, that, that you do in terms of memory of the, the movie, but certainly, in terms of someone being a creative and feeling that kind of feeling stalled, feeling like you're, um, or maybe, you know, thinking that you're, you're kind of isolated and alone and, and not that people don't necessarily understand or appreciate. I think that's, that's probably where Owen Wilson's character gets to, it's not just that he gets to go back to the twenties, that he, he gets to be with people that understand him. And then when you jump back into present day, and you've got the the sort of the the father-in-law and mother-in-law to be who are highly materialistic and yeah. just so immersed in their own kind of um, uh, kind of U.S. culture, um, and and his his fiance who is just painfully part of me that thinks, oh, do you know what? Is it really is it really as bad as you think it is? You know, but actually by the end it, it kind of is. Um, and I like it that actually at the end he was pretty gracious about the whole thing. Um, and it's probably one of the, that you, you kind of think he's well within his rights just to sort of flip out and everything. Yeah. just like, come on, we're not right for each other. And she's still trying to like fight him on it just because she has to win. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I could, I, I'm, I'm thinking of like, I know that there are movies that I have, have had the same experience where I've been like, this is like, you know, 
to be well we talked about you know i forced you to watch spirited away i'm sure i forced quite a few people to watch spirited away and um and that has that has something kind of emotive about it um i could there are some if someone turned around to me and said you know the film that i you know if someone turned around and said 21 bridges is a film that i had a spiritual awakening to um i'd say you must have some kind of mental deficiency and um, whereas for this i could i yeah that makes sense that a certain you know a certain time this could sort of crystallize as a moment for you um yeah so i don't i think it's i think we were discussing before we started recording it's good that that's part of it for you and um, we shouldn't kind of shy away from that in the kind of the context as well yeah and i just i don't know i, I just oh, i love it i really do i don't <laughs> oh man i i could watch I, this film over and over I think I, and without jumping too far ahead into sort of recommendations and things like that, yeah, I think there was, there, there certainly, I think we've probably covered probably the things that maybe felt a little clunky for me, just in terms of the, maybe some of those opening scenes, some of the a little feeling a little bit jarring with Owen Wilson to, to start with. And also that kind of, I mean, I haven't watched much French cinema and maybe this just, goes in with that whole thing of like people that have a wonderful fantastic lifestyle with no kind of material issues but yeah. somehow you know we, we've got to feel sorry for them because they don't know who they are they're exploring right. themselves that that kind of i feel a little bit uneasy about that but that that said um it it was you know by the end i was really enjoying it and and i um i really i, I really did like the period when we saw the 20s and then I'm not sure what time period it was that we went to with um, Adri uh, Ad is it, um, I it Adriana her character because she obviously had the, the point that she wanted to go to back in time yes um, and I'm, again yeah I don't know it felt that that again it, the, the 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 kind of the sets the costumes the way that everything was, was put together um, it, it was very kind of lovingly done um so maybe we did have this kind of 20th century or 21st century um paris and and and, and then we had those other time periods that that were really yeah were, were really beautiful um, yeah. and you were immersed in them yeah i it, i think part of it because it's a fantasy film you can you can almost forgive it for for being so beautiful because it's I imagine Paris in the 1920s was stinky, horrible, minging. Although, you know, these mm. artists all went there because it was the place where they all went to hang out and it was seen as cool. But I don't imagine it was a particularly nice place. The same as mm. New York in the 1920s was like, you know, people remember it as being the kind of the golden era of New York. It's awful. Like, you, yeah, <laughs> dreadful. Yeah. But I think what this film does is it kind of plays into those stereotypes. And but I think you forgive it because it's a fantasy film. You forgive those stereotypes. Um, mm. And I did like the I liked the, the I think it was probably the first time he, he travels back when he walks away from the, the, the bar or whatever and then turns back and discovers that it's actually a, um, uh, uh, a laundromat or whatever you want to call well, it. Um, yeah. I really, I really like that because there's, it was so mundane and mm. kind of the, the neon strip lights in the background or whatever. That was, again, 
that was a okay so this is a bit of normal paris that yeah maybe it still is a cobbled street but it's just it's just kind of run of the mill bit drab that that was that was quite a nice juxtaposition one of the things it's a very small thing one of the things i really liked was the way he was picked up to go back in time each day in that really old car um i thought that was a really nice touch because it's such a simple thing but it was just that's an interesting point actually because the i think a lot of the challenge sometimes with these films where the, this is probably less mainstream but there are, i think it's a concept that comes up quite a lot is where you've got kind of a comedy or romantic comedy or something like that where it has something fantastic in it and everything else everything else is completely normal it's played as kind of you know normal normal kind of movie 21st century 20th century whatever and then you have one thing that you have to buy into mm. for the concept of the movie to, to work and, and and it may be i think of films like i don't know like it's a really bad example but it's the only one that jumps into my head it's something like shallow hell where right. you have to believe that yeah that okay so i have to get on board with that and yeah. i think that's really hard in some movies because then they almost have to answer a load of other questions or not pick up on it and like you say that that whole thing of like this old timey car trundles up and these guys are like go 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 on. In, go, and, in, go in yeah yeah and and it, and it just kind of works it yeah. just yeah so yeah i i i was bought into the concept in a way that in other movies i would have questioned um and i think as well they just threw in those kind of incidentals or made it comedic the way that um the the whole time travel concept um uh, fit together so yeah that that was that was nicely done definitely could have been mishandled kind of quite poorly as it's probably been done in some other movies yeah um it was just before we kind of go towards kind of uh the uh, whether or not we're going to recommend um i just wanted to talk about the soundtrack because the f I, I i don't think i paid any attention to the soundtrack the first few times i watched this but the more i watch it the more it stands out and i really do love the soundtrack i, th I feel like the soundtrack is really important to the storytelling in this whether it's the kind of the non-diegetic music as we're traveling you know with him in modern day paris and, and wherever through to the live music we're hearing in the 1920s in, in these um, um, drinking establishments and what have you. I think that that is, I really love that. And every time I listen, mm. it stands out that bit more. I really liked it. Did it stand out for you at all? Yeah, I think I would say the, the Parisian kind of music in present day again felt a little bit kind of on the nose right but but the period music when they are kind of they're dancing they're in a, a, a pub or a bar or whatever um yeah that that again it fit really nicely and i like the fact that then there was this nice crossover where part of his journey part of gill's journey going forwards is that he's looking through these old records he's starting yeah. starting these conversations um so that that um yeah that worked quite you know maybe a sl again just just played into that kind of slight misgiving that i had and then redeemed itself 100 percent good um 
I don't know if I have much more. I mean, I really, I could talk about this film forever, but only just going over the same stuff we, we have talked about. Is there anything else you want to bring up? Is there anything? I don't think there's anything else jumping out. I think probably we've discussed kind of bits and pieces on, on the cast and the casting. I think maybe the, the slight areas that I did have some misgivings on, but the, yeah. Uh, and no, I don't think I have anything else jumping out. I think, you know, I'm happy and ready to go straight in with um, the, uh, the conclusion, okay. the recommend or not. So, recommend. I'm going to. It'd be me. Is it me first, and then? No, you, you know, I'm going to go first because I think it's so obvious where I'm going to. So, <laughs> I I just want to highly recommend this film. Um, for me, this film is is the perfect film to watch if you want to just fully escape from from your week. I think it is. It's really easy to watch. Um, it's only an hour and a half long. It doesn't require any real previous knowledge or research or anything like that it's just a beautiful mm. film and I think it's a film that even if you're someone who isn't into this genre like myself I, you know I'm not a big fan of um, necessarily of r romantic comedies or anything like that this film there's something about it that just makes it very very appealing and so I highly recommend you watch this film um, if you have one film to watch this week, make sure it's this. If you haven't got time to watch a film this week, make time um, because I, you know, I really hope this is something you'll really like and enjoy. And if you don't like and enjoy it, please hit me up on the Facebook page and let me know why. You know, I'd love to have that discussion. I think it, you know, I'm so passionate about this film. that I would love to have a discussion with somebody who actually really doesn't like this film just to kind of see why and, and, and that. So, yeah. Anyway, over to you, Sam. Well, I think you, you mentioned something there that um, I, I thought was probably worth um, kind of doubling back on, which is that one of the things that I was maybe concerned about was the fact that we were looking at characters like Hemingway and Fitzgerald, who I, for one reason or another, I haven't read many of the sort of the class. I'm more of a kind of a pulpy fiction um, reader. Um, you know, I know I probably should go into some of those more classics. And so there was a concern for me that am I going to get into this? Um, I'm not particularly into my art. And so, you know, but actually not, not, barriers in any way because the characters are present are so much part of this story you don't like you said you don't have to have that background knowledge i think if i'm going to sum up i would say there were some things that slightly jarred with me maybe at the start some things that felt a little bit um uh, a little bit too sort of saccharine a bit too cliched maybe owen wilson felt like he was just doing his own wilson thing but as the movie got going as um, a sequence I was 100% bought in and I, I found it I found it uh, funny I, I was you know rooting for you know the the, the right ending I think it 100% has the right ending um, uh, to, to the movie um, I think it was clever and the the kind of the, the ensemble cast um, uh, does a, a really good job and, and clearly you can see why they've um, pulled all these people together. I think, and I'm probably going to um, steal a little bit from maybe uh, a comment that we might get from one of our other contributors. Um, 
I don't know if it would be like a one that I would rewatch over and over again, but I would certainly say that it is it's definitely worth a watch. So I am going to give it a recommendation. I'm so pleased. I really am. Um, whilst we're <laughs> the recommendation, I'm just going to read now ever so quickly. Um, so obviously Damien and Matt aren't on the show with us tonight. So I'm just going to read out their thoughts so you can just hear what they say. Uh, so Damien, this is Damien. I love it when actors play against type. I've always thought Owen Wilson had a much larger range than he often showcases, and this film show, shows it. I loved how it looked, I loved how it felt, and I loved the supporting cast. This is the type of film I can see myself putting on time and again. So that was Damien, so really positive. I guess we're on the same page there. Uh, three out of four so far. Three out of four, yeah, so um, I'm, I'm happy with that. Um, and Matt, you know, I've, and this is the one that surprised me because uh, I'll explain in a moment. Um, despite its faults, I liked it. Only knew a handful of characters, made me reflect on my perception on how much I knew about art history, thought I knew more than, than I do. All the way through, I was wishing he hadn't cast Owen Wilson. I went through a stage of watching a lot of French cinema and I thought it was good. It was a good homage to see it with Man Ray and Dali especially. Wanted a bit more of that French, French humour. Music was fantastic. Glad it didn't go on for much longer, but knowing Woody Allen, that was planned. Almost as if in order to tell this relatively simple one-dimensional story, it had to be short. I wouldn't want to watch it again, and at times I was clock-watching, but I would recommend it. So that is okay. four recommends, which I am chuffed to bits with. Um, <laughs> You've got the first full house on recommendations. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm really, really chuffed to that. Um, I just wanted to go back to something here that Matt says. Um, da -da 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 -da. Didn't go on for much longer, but knowing Woody Allen, that was planned. And I, I somewhat agree with him in that sense. Like this film to me mm. feels, um, it feels like it's the perfect length. And I do think that if we yeah. if we explored that historical past any longer or the modern day story any longer, it would be dragging on. I do think Woody Allen has yeah. really Woody Allen's a fantastic storyteller, and I think that he's mm. he's got this down to a two. And I, I certainly think there are a lot of films that I really enjoy that are kind of those big Leviathan two and a half hour, three hour movies. But there is something that's like a, it's, it's a, it's a beautiful thing if you can tell a story in, with, in succinctly in, in that way. And so, yeah, when I saw the running time, I, again, I thought, fantastic i can you know i don't feel this is a, a burden to get into um uh, so yeah that that i, I think matt's hit the, hit the nail on the head there is good a good length definitely yeah, absolutely right so that's it for this week that was midnight in paris by willie allen and that was four i repeat four recommends which i am over the moon <laughs> um Right, if you want to catch up with us, we are on Facebook, we're on Instagram, Parents on Pictures Podcast. If you want to listen to the podcast, we are on Anchor and Spotify and iTunes or the podcast client for Apple. Um, but get on that, <laughs> let us know what you think. Give us a like on Facebook, give us some feedback, recommend some films. It'd be really lovely to hear from you. Um, but in the meantime, that's a uh, bye from me. See you later. Bye.